the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Colado and David Dawson. Hey guys, hey, good morning. Hey. Good morning, happy Friday to everyone. Yes, indeed. You know, I'm, I'm looking at our Advent candle, the one that's burning, and if anybody's watching the stream or watching us on TV, <laughs> you can't see it. It's out of the camera range because it burnt so low. <laughs> yeah. I got to replace that candle, but I, it, I know it's not going to make it through Advent. Well, no, uh, not at that yeah. rate, it won't. So It won't make it to the second week. <laughs> that's right. So, so, oh, look, we, we have a wide shot. You can actually see it burning. Okay, yeah. good. So, good. So, uh, and those of you on the radio, trust us, it's burning. Slow so. burning candles, what mm-hmm. we need to look for. Okay. I'll yeah. do in the meantime, right. today is the uh, solemnity of Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we're going to offer up a prayer so she will intercede on our behalf. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O Most Holy Mother, receive our prayers as we present them to God. O Mary, Mother of Jesus, and our Mother, you intercede for us with your Son. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to you. Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, pray for us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. We have a wonderful lineup for you today, starting off at 7 after with Catholic singer and songwriter Lorraine Hess. She has some upcoming Advent concerts she wants to give us details about. You can find them right now at ccmedia.live. In 18 minutes, Michael Berg joins us. He is the executive director of St. Vincent de Paul in New Orleans, and he'll be giving us an update on the needs they have uh, in the Crescent City. In 35 minutes, Nicole Jones will be joining us. She is the digital media manager and secretariat for communications in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Imagine fitting that on a business card. I know. Uh, Continued on other side. Be, yes. <laughs> she has so many updates of the Diocese of Baton Rouge and, and giving us some uh, updates on what, there are, what they are up to within the last few weeks of December uh, coming up. And uh, they just have a lot going on. So the list goes on and on. Looking forward to speaking to Nicole today. And in 48 minutes, the one and only David Dawson Sr. will take us back in time to the history of Catholic community media and radio, because today is our birthday. It is birthdays. our birthday. We have various birthdays. More than one. <laughs> I hope that guest shows up. Yeah. I hear he's pretty busy, but uh, we'll see if we can't get him in. Uh, yeah, we'll tie him down. <laughs> okay. We'll make sure he's here. He did confirm. So he did? Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. There. Unlike his son. <laughs> he never answers his phone, though, so we'll see. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for some weather? 
Yes, I'm so ready for weather. Well, you probably <laughs> saw it on your way in. There's some light sprinkles did, and yeah. showers taking place in and around our listening area at this moment. Uh, but when it departs from uh, this area, it's going to hopefully bring some sunny skies and Mr. Sunshine will pop his head out and give us uh, some better weather for the afternoon. Most of the uh, uh, moisture should be out of our area before lunchtime. That's the good news. And it's warming up, too. It's going to be a high of 73 today a low of 62 tomorrow the high is 81 and we have a 50 percent chance of rain now um, you may see some patchy fog as well in the morning tomorrow but uh, once the showers and thunderstorms kind of roll through it's going to get chilly and what I mean by that is we have a cool front coming in and should be here by tomorrow night where temperatures for the high on Sunday is only going to be 56. Oh, boy. So it's going okay. to go from 81 Gosh. to 56 in 24 hours. Low is going to be 33. And as I said, winds are going to be out of north. That's what's going to make it chilly, blowing at 10 to 20. Temperatures in and around the area, Biloxi and Baton Rouge reporting 55 degrees, 56 home at Thibodeau, and 61 in New Orleans. It's five after. Blessed Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Thank you, Father Chris, for today's gospel. It is nine past the hour on Wake Up. Lorraine Hess joins us. She's our first guest today. She's a Catholic singer and local songwriter. And today she's talking about her Advent concerts and tour coming up. Or actually, uh, they start tomorrow. Hey, Lorraine, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great and looking forward to learning a little bit more about your Advent concerts and tour because I know that when you have them locally in New Orleans, they are so widely attended and you're just a, a, a breath of fresh air and talent when it comes to the Christmas season and Advent. So tell us a little bit about your tour. Sure. So I'm leaving tomorrow for um, a Bowling Green and I'll start my concerts in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And then the next night we'll be in Nashville, and then well, a couple of days later we'll be in Memphis, and then we're coming down to New Orleans to do one at St. Catherine of Siena Church in Metairie on Thursday night at 6.30, the 14th, and then we'll go to Divine Mercy Parish 
in Kenner on Friday the 15th at 6.30. And I'm going to be touring with John Gotti, who is doing 17 concerts this season. Wow. And I'm jumping in for about five of them. Yes, yeah, so he's very aggressive, from California to West Virginia, Chicago, all over the place. So I'm very thrilled to be um, partnering with him for these five concerts. That's amazing. So uh, tell us a little bit about yesterday you had a very special event as well. Um, so Wednesday we did um, a beautiful night of adoration and music at St. Bonaventure Parish in Avondale, Louisiana. And it was really special because it's one of the parishes that's going to be closing and joining another one. And so just to come together during a season of hope um, and to bring some joy. But it was a beautiful night. It was very well attended. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's just that ebb and flow of mm-hmm. silence into music and back into silence with a little scripture and um, confessions. And um, it was just it was just lovely. It was a great way for me to start off what's going to be a very aggressive week beginning tomorrow. Well, if you haven't heard Lorraine sing, I highly encourage everyone to at least go and attend one of her concerts or maybe uh, stream some of her songs, especially her Advent album as well. Uh, Because Lorraine... This is a wonderful time to bring families together through music. One of one of the things that we love to do is listening to Christmas music, maybe while we're decorating our tree or baking cookies or gathering around uh, with family. But talk about how music can bring us together, especially this time of year. Sure. Well, you know, John and I both, the way we do our Advent concerts and concerts in general, it's very interactive. And the, the theme of this tour is Peace on Earth, which is a great we just all need to really be focusing on starting peace in our mm-hmm. own homes, in our own businesses, with our children. And so we've specifically made these concerts at 630, which gives parents with children, you know, more of an opportunity to come. And it's uh, very interactive and the kids will be involved. And John's really good at getting people to sing along. And he's got a great band that um, he plays with that's coming from Nashville top-notch musicians. Um, so it's it's really for the whole family, and all the music is sacred. Um, a lot of it's high energy, but we're not doing much secular stuff, if any, secular music. It's all sacred music. But mm. he and I, both of our Christmas mm. albums are very high energy, something like you say, you sing along to, sing with the kids, in your car, on the elliptical, wherever you um, want to listen to your <laughs> Advent and Christmas music. And it has a strong Advent element and a strong element of Mary, which I love about our concerts for Christmas, unlike some others, but um, yeah. it's going to be a, a great time <laughs> doing this with them. Is there a cost to attending the concerts? No, both concerts are free and open to the public, and there'll be a, a free will offering if people are interested. And what's going to be fun about the one at Divine Mercy is after the concert in the church, they'll be caroling outside and hot chocolate and like cookie making for the kids. Um, It's going to be almost like a Christmas fair for families outside. Um, Hopefully we'll we'll get some beautiful weather, but it's, it's it's an event they do every year that they've expanded it from not just music, but just a really night to gather with your family and come enjoy the, the season. Most definitely, Dave. Did you have a question? I'm sorry, I think I interrupted yeah, no, you there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I've seen. I've seen Lorraine in concert, and she is fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait for you to come into town. I'm trying to decide which one I go to, but then you said uh, Kenner. I mean, I'm sorry. Then you said cookies and such afterwards. I think I'm going to go oh. to that one. You know. But, oh, maybe I should serve cookies at St. Catherine too. Okay, why don't you? Okay, there you go. But but I, I know your your music is really good. I love what you said about not not being secular. Uh, so we're not going to hear all I want for Christmas is you. 
Uh, thank, no. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And then I can uh, listen to you on my elliptical, like I do that. But there anyway. Uh, <laughs> and one thing, too, like I just released an album um, in October, and so there's a, a Christmas piece on that album that we'll be doing in concerts. So I'm really excited about that contemplative piece about just really being in the nativity scene and contemplating what's ha- what was happening there. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to sharing that song for the first time on the Christmas tour. And your Christmas music it's is fun. beautiful. It is really beautiful. Yes, so. it sure mm-hmm. is. No, I've been to many women's re- reflections, mornings of reflection, wine lunches where Lorraine has been there singing, and yeah. it, it really is a good, uh, really good pieces to reflect on and really, um, you know, be with Christ in the moment, especially during Advent and Lent. Uh, Lorraine, where can we go to find out more information and take a look at these dates? Sure. So on my website is just simply LorraineHess.com. And then John's website is JohnAngotti.com. Very simple. And then we'll have all Perfect. the tour dates with the date, time, location for all of the events we're doing. Great. Lorraine Hess, singer and songwriter. Thank you so much for being with us. Michael Berg joins us from St. Vincent de Paul in New Orleans. When we come back from the break, it is 15 past the hour on Wake Up. Programming on Catholic Community Media is underwritten by Alexander's Market in Baton Rouge. After years of research, the Alexander family discovered Creekstone Farms of Kansas, focusing on strict Black Angus genetic specifications, certified humane animal handling practices, and refined feeding techniques. Creekstone Farms Premium Black Angus Beef, only at Alexander's Market, Baton Rouge, Geismer, Sanama, and soon in Gonzales. St. Mary's Books and Gifts, the little bookstore with a big heart and a thirsting desire to spread the good news. St. Mary's Books and Gifts carries items for occasions such as baptisms, First Communion, Advent, and Christmas gift giving. Laura Manderfield Kransky of St. Mary's Books and Gifts is a longtime supporter of Catholic Community Radio. St. Mary's Books and Gifts, located on the corner of Florida and Sherwood Forest Boulevard, 225-272-4030. This is Dr. Gary Levy at Lakeview Veterinary Hospital in New Orleans. As stewards of God's four-legged creation, we at Lakeview Veterinary Hospital are proud to support Catholic Radio. I grew up in Lakeview and attended Christian Brothers, De La Salle and Loyola. My love and respect for all God's creatures led to my 40-year veterinary career here in the shadow of St. Dominic's Church. Lakeview Veterinary Hospital on Memphis Street, 504-482-2173 or lakeviewvet.com. Catholic Art and Gifts, 6184 Florida Boulevard, is a proud sponsor of Catholic Community Radio. Catholic Art and Gifts has sacramental items as well as supplies for church and clergy. Catholic Art and Gifts also stocks the latest books from Catholic authors, plus children's books, baby items, and gifts for all occasions. You'll always receive a warm, heartfelt welcome from the staff. Catholic Art and Gifts, 6184 Florida Boulevard, 225-926-1216, on the web at zieglers.com. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 8th. Today we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. A feast called the Conception of Mary arose in the Eastern Church in the 7th century, coming to the West 100 years later. In the 11th century, it received its present name, though it took longer for the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception to develop. Not proclaimed infallibly until 1854, this teaching says that Mary was sinless at her conception and remained so throughout her life. 
quote, by a singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, end quote. Champions of Mary, such as Bernard of Clairvaux and Thomas Aquinas, could not see theological justification for such a teaching. Franciscan scholar John Duns Scotus and William of Ware helped develop the theology by pointing out that Mary's immaculate conception enhances Jesus' redemptive work. The Spirit led non-theologians in the Church to the insight that Mary had to be the most perfect work of God next to the Incarnation. The incomparable holiness of Mary shows forth the incomparable goodness of God. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Almost 19 after the hour on this December 8th. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. Damian Collado, Gabby Smith, and David Dawson, along with our next guest, Michael Berg, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul in New Orleans, here to provide some updates for the Christmas season and uh, Advent season as well. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. It's kind of tough to follow the Immaculate Conception, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that, 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 hey. <laughs> That's true. We, I think uh, what, what Jesus wants is for us to hold on and just uh, hold on tight and do his will. Yeah. And that's what you're doing in New Orleans. You're doing a great job, and we'll get into some of the other specifics. But right now, what what do you think is your primary need? Is it providing assistance to those this time of year, especially? I'm thinking utilities always comes to the forefront. Where are we at with that? Because bills get expensive this time of year. Oh, absolutely, and we could genuinely use People support right now. Um, let, let me give you a quick thing. You know, five, six months ago, we were getting about 150 calls uh, through a month, mm-hmm. you know, for assistance, for utility help or rent help or help burying a loved one. Um, now, this past month, we've had over a thousand calls per month. For oh, the wow. Month. That's tenfold. Wow. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's like the perfect storm because all those COVID relief monies have ended that were mm. existing uh, for folks. Rents are increasing dramatically. Food costs have gone up through the roof. So it's like the perfect storm right now. Mm. And our emergency fund is, um, you know, it, it, it's running low. Because <laughs> wow. we got lots of people mm. to help so that they can have, um, you know, a bright Christmas with the lights on and a warm Christmas with their gas bill paid and just a roof over their head, quite honestly, you know? So tell us what someone can do. You know, we, we make donations throughout the year. All our listeners do. They're very supportive. What can they do in particular for St. Vincent de Paul? And, and I, when you say emergency uh, fund, so to speak, is drying up, I, I'm wondering if the people even knew you had that. So share with us what you do with those dollars. You just touched on some of it, but, but why is it important to not just donate goods, but monetary goods as well? Right. Um, so we're helping people. Generally, they're people who are the working poor or they're underemployed. And they're always that, that one little bump away from uh, mm. 
an emergency, you know, say, yeah. hey, let's say you, you need a new tire. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. uh, to, to put on your car to get to work, well, now you don't have the money to pay your electric bill or your water bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we do is, you know, through the Vincentian volunteers that we have uh, across the diocese, we have 500 of these great people. We go into their homes, we listen to their stories, we pray with them. And then, um, you know, we verify everything. And we're always kind of being uh, mindful of being good stewards, but then we help them as much as we can. I mean, and we've been seeing people with like electric bills, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars because they haven't paid it oh. in three or four months. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's being cut off because they just they they fall behind and they can't catch up. Right, right. So mm. we do that, and we also work with. You know, one of our biggest partners, of course, is Catholic Charities. We work with them, and we'll we'll pay part of a bill, and they'll pay part of a bill. And, um, you know, so so that's what we're doing. With yeah, that that's great. Well, well, and that's good. You're now. Let's touch a little bit about the thrift store too, because the thrift store, in some regards, is not only providing goods for those in need, but there. Do you receive revenues from that, and those revenues? Uh, are recycled back into the community, again, paying utility bills, buying food, whatever it might be, right? It's not like you guys just store that money. Oh, goodness, no. Oh, goodness, goodness, no. No, we – so the thrift store, and we could really, really, truly use donations of clothing for our thrift store. Um, and we'll even come and get it if it's a large enough bundle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but – what we do is we take the donations, we take the nicest stuff, right? And we put that out in the store. And, and what are we doing with that? A couple of things. One, we're employing people who are hard to employ mm-hmm. and training them and giving them skills. Two, we're in a neighborhood that needs more value-priced things to have when they need things. Because a lot of the folks who go there can't even afford to you know, shop at a Walmart, right? right so right. we're even cheaper than Walmart, right? And then um, three, the, the funds that are raised over the operating costs, we take that money and we put that back in our emergency fund, you oh, know? Wow. Yeah. So, so that's what we're doing. Mike, and, and Michael, this, this is David. Yep. Um, what type of clothing are you looking for in particular? Is there anything you're running low on or need the most when it comes to things like that? Um, well, just one thing right now, if mm-hmm. people have coats, Coat, of course, okay, we always could use that. Okay, but any any clothing, good or bad, okay, right? All right. The good stuff we put in the store, mm-hmm. and as y'all alluded to a little earlier, the bad stuff we recycle. So that stuff gets recycled and turned into carpeting or oh, wow. new fabrics and okay. stuff like that. We sell it to a recycler. And mm-hmm. then uh, that's the money we're going to use to put into the emergency fund, right? Nice. Nice. Michael, how many thrift respect. stores do you have? I know you have uh, one for sure, but do you have other locations? No, no, we don't. Years ago we did. Uh-huh. Um, but right now we're, we're down to our one, and we're growing that one back up. And it's doing really well. It's over on the West Bank right. in Marrero in greater new orleans and um it's doing well and it's serving the community so so and talk about the networking of saint vincent de paul uh i know you're in at least 28 church parishes could be a lot more not only in the city of new orleans but east jeff west bank and then in saint tammany 
share with us how the network works with you as the hub or centerpiece. Sure, sure. Um, you know, we believe that, uh, and this is coming right from Frederick Ozanam, our blessed founder, um, that, that the giving needs to start on the ground level. So the, the primary locus really is the parish, and we're in a total of 32 across the diocese. And um, so if someone is in need in Covington, the folks at St. Peter's are going to know, possibly know the person. Lots of times we know the people who are helping. Um, and they're going to know the situation a lot better than, say, we are down on Canal Street. Mm-hmm. So that is the prime. Those volunteers are key in the local parishes. And then, as you alluded to, we are in four districts. Um, so we have North Shore, East Jeff, West Jeff, and Crescent City. Um, so let's say we have a case where um, someone comes to a particular parish and they don't, they, the parish wants, the parish of Incensions want to help, but it exceeds their limits of what they can help. Well, they will then, what we call twin with other parishes in that district okay. to make up and pay that whole bill. Uh-huh. You know, and that, that generally happens particularly, say, when it's generally families and families with children uh, who are possibly going to be evicted or something like that, and the bill's just so high that no one conference can do it. And then the district itself has some funds, and they may kick in. And then if that's still not enough, our office, um, the central council, will also try to kick in money. Yeah. So you have all these levels. And then the other thing our central office does, um, so we can we coordinate things at the coordinate things on the district level, and then on the archdiocesan level, we focus on two things. One, um, the Vincentian spirituality. So we hold retreats, and we hold days of reflection, and we hold trainings about uh, the Vincentian charism. And we have a daughter of charity who leads us in that. Yeah. So that's one whole compartment. And then um, the other thing we're doing is we're trying to, you know, raise the monies that, you know, I will turn around and take some of those monies. Say a local church parish is running out of funds. We then try to give them more funds because the need in that particular parish for that month is too great, right? So we're doing that. And we're doing what we call uh, systemic change work which is, right, you have people who are right on the edge. Well, how do we get them off the edge? So with our adult learning center, and now our adult learning center, who's run by Sister Benina Snagowski, um, is uh, we have added a new workforce development program. So say someone who hasn't finished high school, now they can, we can work with them, get them their GED, and then get them trained in the soft skills on interviewing, on how to um, write a resume, all those things. And then we walk with them for that first 12 months of employment so that they stay in the job. Michael, you know. that that is fantastic. That's part wow. of the Adult Learning wow. Center, and it's available mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday from 9 to 1. Michael, thank you so much for being with us. If people want to learn more and volunteer as well, you need people power as well, where do they go? Yeah. Um, they can go right to our website, svdpneworleans.org. 
There you go. Well, you keep up the good work. For over 170 years, St. Vincent de Paul has been serving the Crescent City and surrounding area. Uh, God bless you, Michael. Thank you. Well, have a wonderful, wonderful, happy Advent. You too. Michael Berg, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul of New Orleans. Don't go too far. We have more coming your way here on Wake Up, including Nicole Jones from the Diocese of Baton Rouge will be speaking with us next. I'm David Dawson, President of Catholic Community Media. Friday, December 8th is very special. It's the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. Please join us for a special Mass from the National Shrine in Washington, D.C. at 11 o'clock Friday morning on Catholic Community Media. And also celebrate our birthday. 14 years ago, the FCC granted the license for WPYR, our Baton Rouge station. And 11 years ago, we received WQNO's license in New Orleans. Thanks to your support, we celebrate evangelizing together. The good folks at Maurice Guillaume Property Management are proud supporters of Catholic Community Radio. With 35 years of sales and property management experience, Maurice Guillaume and his team of professionals continue to serve the New Orleans metro area. Whether you're looking to sell, rent, or need someone to manage your property, call Maurice Guillaume Properties today at 504-736-0544 or go online at mauriceguillaume.com. Should you winterize your irrigation system? Hi, I'm Zorn with GreenSeasons.us, and yes, I think you should. And the main reason why is to prevent damage to the system itself and to minimize cost on repairs. Now, there's two types of irrigation systems that can be found at a home. The first one is your standard irrigation system. Now, the main device that you need to worry about is known as the backflow prevention device. Now, the easiest way to winterize your outdoor irrigation system is to find the cutoff valve, shut it off, and then open up the valves that are located on the backflow prevention device and drain all the water out. The other type of irrigation system that can be commonly found at a home is a micro-irrigation system. And this system is just a timer attached to your faucet with a hose that connects to tubing that runs throughout your landscaping. To winterize this type of system, completely remove the timer and take it inside. So my answer to that question is yes, you should winterize your irrigation and for the reasons that I've stated. I'm Zorn with GreenSeasons.us. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call at 888-353-1971. If there was ever a time to become a collector of an original painting by sacred artist Jacob Zumo, now's the time. Jacob Zumo says it's time to sweep the gallery, and he's taking 50% off most original paintings for one week only starting December 11th. 50% off his Mother Mary originals in all sizes. Come help sweep the gallery December 11th through the 16th at Jacob Zumo Gallery. Interline Avenue in Baton Rouge or go to shop.jzumo.com. Shop.jzumo.com. Did you know Woman's New Life Clinic offers free professional counseling for women and men struggling with a past abortion? I'm Allison Daigle, CEO of Woman's New Life Clinic. The need to support women in unplanned pregnancies is as important as ever. We offer free pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, professional counseling, and abortion pill reversal, as well as low-cost women's health care. You can help women in need at womansnewlife.com donate. Delivering customized services while developing lasting client relationships is what sets Olent Group One Solution apart. 
As an independently owned agency for over 25 years, the foundation of Olin Group's success is the commitment to help individuals and businesses maximize and protect their economic potential by providing personal attention, quality products, and superior services. Olin Group offers employee benefit consulting, financial services, property and casualty, and specialized insurance for emergency services. Visit olingroup.com and see how our family protects yours. Olin Group, one solution, helping address your needs today and for many years to come. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, OSJ, 2701 North Rocky Point Drive, Suite 1000, Tampa, Florida, 33607, 813-264-0440. Olin Group, Olin Financial Group, Massett Olin Benefits Consulting, Olin Porsche Insurance are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated. Have you ever wanted to read the Bible in a year? Hello, I'm Jeff Cavins, introducing the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz and myself. It is available at ascensionpress.com or Apple. An amazing thing is happening right now around the country. People are reading through the Bible in chronological order, and we would love to have you join us. That's the Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz and myself at ascensionpress.com. Dairyland Campers has been a proud sponsor of Catholic Community Radio for over 10 years. And for over 20 plus years, Dairyland has been the final destination for thousands of folks looking to buy motorhomes, fifth wheels, and travel trailers. Their no-pressure atmosphere, pricing to fit your budget, and friendly service has helped Dairyland to become one of the largest RV dealers in the entire South. Dairyland Campers invites you to join them in supporting the faith through Catholic Radio. Go to BarrylandCampers.com. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. We have a special programming note. Today is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, but it's also our birthdays, 11 years in New Orleans and celebrating 14 years in Baton Rouge. CC Media will carry a special two-hour mass from the Shrine in Washington, D.C. today from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. This mass will replace Father John Ricardo in our local noon mass so i went ahead and posted that on our social media account so you can uh keep up to date with that just in case you're wondering where's father ricardo yeah, right. because he's one we'll of our most calls. popular programs yeah. <laughs> 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 nicole jones is our next guest she is the digital media manager and secretariat for communications in the diocese of baton rouge and today she has a plethora of events she will give us details about and happenings within the diocese hey nicole good morning good morning everybody how is everyone doing today that's just great i we can't are good i can't wait to hear the plethora <laughs> yeah happy, <laughs> happy, happy. we're celebrating early over here <laughs> Okay, let's start. That's a great word, Gabby. (laughs) Yes, it is. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love it. So, but let's talk about something I have just been hearing so much buzz about, and that is the Catholic Schools Office Catholic Educators Career Expo that's coming up next week. Tell us about this. Yeah, well, so as everyone knows, being a Catholic educator isn't just, you know, like being a teacher. It's a mission and it's a vocation. And that's something that the Catholic schools office always um, has as one of their key messages whenever they're talking to their teachers. And so right now, everyone kind of knows nationally, locally, there's a teacher shortage. So the Catholic school office wanted to be really um, proactive 
and how they're going to approach this shortage. And so they wanted to offer a career expo for people that have maybe considered Catholic education, people who might be a little bit low on certifications but are still in the education field, people who might want to switch careers or interested and always wanted to teach but haven't, mm-hmm. and allowing them the opportunity to talk to other educators, other people within our diocese about what it's like to teach within the Catholic education um, sphere of education, because it's different, and different in a beautiful way. They say, you know, it's, they prepare their students both for Harvard and for heaven. You know, there's that, there's that aspect <laughs> of, okay, we're teaching you to be smart, but we're teaching you to have virtue and to live a virtuous life. So it's really exciting. Yes. Um, it's happening next <laughs> week on December 14th. So we're really excited about it. Do you, do people have to sign up for it? Is there a cost to attend the expo? Yeah, so the event the event is free, but they are asking for pre-registration, which you can find on the Catholic Schools Office website, which is csobr.org, and it's on their homepage. So you just click on the little the little info button under the graphic for it and you can register there. Great. So that's December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at uh, at the, where is it again? St. Michael High School or it's no? St. Michael. Where is it, yes. Nicole? Yes. Okay, yeah, it's great. Michael's. I just wanted to double check. That's St. Michael's in Baton well, Rouge. Yes. In, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we're actually going to be speaking. To, yeah, well, we're going to be talking to Clara Willis next week about why you should become a teacher in Catholic schools within the Diocese of Baton Rouge. So I'm so glad that you're kind of teasing that up for us, Nicole. And uh, so many people uh, who are interested can attend this expo. So I'm glad that the diocese is putting this together. Let's also talk about the Office of Marriage and Fam- Family Life. They just received a grant. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so they just received a grant from the Catholic Marriage Initiative Fund. And so the whole point of the Catholic Marriage Initiative Fund is to offer opportunities to enhance marriage within the Catholic um, sphere. And so it is a fund. They received a total of $50,000 over the course of the next three years to create and implement a high-quality marriage ministry. And so to make sure that the diocese is invested, they're being asked to match um, that fund and so what they're trying to do is they have three different ministries that they're working on, and they're working actually, they're going to meetings with all the different um, deaneries within our diocese. There are five, and, you know, they're pitching all these ministries and trying to find at least one parish within um, these deaneries to kind of pilot their programs. But they have three different projects, which one is like a marriage catechumenate, um, similar to like RCIA, it would be for married couples or engaged couples preparing for marriage mm. to go through this um, mm. initiation almost of working together, going through kind of like this rite of marriage prep, which is really cool. And Pope Francis actually talked about that um, and wrote about that, I think, last year. And then they also have marriage enrichment ministries that they're working on and resources for couples in crisis, which is really cool. So, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time for that office. Um, I know that Daryl, the Cody, who's the director of that office, and Mila, who works with him, they're both very excited. So it's a particular new marriage preparation program, or is it just to enhance the programs that are available now? It's hoping to eventually reshape the marriage preparation process yeah. for engaged couples. Gotcha. And it's okay. modeled after RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for okay. Adults. Okay, wonderful. So it's... 
Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, I've, I've talked to Daryl about it, and he's explained to him, like, this sounds so cool. Like, one day whenever I'm engaged, like, I hope this is what my parish is doing, you know? <laughs> wow. So, All right. Just saying. That's really I mean, great that's to hear, Nicole. Get, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> it right. is. That's really great to hear. And looking forward to learning a little bit more within the next few months. And of course, uh, as the three years approach us, uh, as we're getting into that and hearing a little bit more about how it's going as well uh, in, in the future. Let's talk about the Bishop's Annual Appeal. This happens all the time. Uh, tell us a little bit about this one coming up. Well, yeah, so I think the first thing to explain is what the Bishop's Annual Appeal is, because not everyone knows. You hear it sometimes, or you hear the BAA, and you don't necessarily know what it is. But whenever you think of giving, like, financially to your local church, typically people associate that with giving to their parish. But they do take care of your needs within your local community, but there are some ministries in our diocese that exceed far beyond the local parish. Mm -hmm. We have diocesan ministries. And so the Bishop's Annual Appeal is run by the bishop and the office of stewardship for the diocese and the bishop has these ministries that he chooses every year that he wants to support that fund and help the whole diocese so we're talking seminarian formation Mm -hmm. so like you know helping guys get through seminary Mm -hmm. um and do it well and financially supporting them catholic charities specifically their faithful food pantry that they are working on right now, um, the college campus ministries at Southeastern, Southern, and LSU. So they always get funding from the Bishop's Annual Appeal. Um, All Are Welcome Ministry, which is the special needs ministry for families with special needs in our family, um, in our diocese, and then Catholic education as well. Mm. So helping people um, that can't necessarily afford Catholic education, um, giving them an opportunity for scholarships. Mm. That's amazing. And I know that helps so many families and transforms so many lives. That's so great to hear uh, with the Bishop's really Annual Appeal. Everybody too. Yeah. It does. It, it does. Really you know, does. I, I was thinking the same thing. It's like this isn't contributing. This is investing. You know, if you're if you're yeah. helping these guys get through the seminary, we need these guys. We need these priests. So yeah, I think that is quite you're investing worth the, in the investment. future of our diocese. Exactly. Yeah, yes. it, it, you're investing yeah. in the future of our diocese and the future education of our students mm-hmm. for people who are in college and you know college students and kids are usually the the number one people who are most likely to leave the church after like the super young kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they just feel like, you know, their needs that are being met through ministries and they're being able to be supported. So it's really exciting. Yes, it is. Nicole, we're about the end of our segment, but we didn't touch on Advent Reflections with Father Matthew Graham. Uh, Where can our listeners go, listeners and viewers go to maybe take a look at these? So you can go to Facebook and Instagram, um, Diocese BR. That's our that's our handle. Um, they're coming out every Saturday around 4 p.m. Um, and Father Matthew Graham did a great job. So we have four different themes for four different weeks. Even though the last week of Advent is, I think, what less than 24 hours. Yeah, but, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to be. We'll have something. We have something even for that last little bit. And it actually, is really cool. Father Matthew um, did a great job of encouraging people with the little time that we do have to really enter in before Christmas. So. Nice. Very exciting. Great. Thank you so much, Nicole Jones, Digital Media Manager and Secretariat for Communications in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Thank you for being with us today, Nicole. No problem. Thank you all for doing what you all do. You too. You can go to diobr.org to find out more information on everything we just discussed with Nicole. Stay with us. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. 
I'm Scott L. Smith, a state planning attorney, and I'm an underwriter of Catholic Community Radio. I help individuals, families, and businesses with estate planning and successions, creating wills, trusts, and powers of attorney with offices in Baton Rouge and New Roads. I'm a husband, father of five, Catholic author, and Grand Knight of the Knights of Columbus and New Roads. I'm attorney Scott L. Smith. You can reach me at 225-718-5334 and on the web at smithlawfirmla.com. Louisiana Bar Association, at family number LA 21-12335. Hi, this is Chef Tony Montabano from Two Tony's Restaurant in the historic West End area of Lakeview. I'm a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. I'd like to welcome you personally to enjoy my family's restaurant and enjoy some of the Creole Italian dishes that have been in my family for generations, like our great local Gulf seafood, house-made soups and sauces, or one of our Sicilian marinara favorites. That's Two Tony's Restaurant out in the West End area, 8536 Pontchartrain Boulevard, where Pontchartrain Boulevard meets the lake, 282-0801. This is a Papal Minute. Pope Pius IX became Pope on June 16, 1846, affectionately known as Pio Nono. His pontificate, the longest in history, lasted almost 32 years. They were eventful years. Pius opened the First Vatican Council in 1869. During his pontificate, the Papal States were lost as the political unification of the Italian peninsula came to pass. The new Italian government offered Pius the Law of Guarantees, which granted him use of the property of the Vatican. He refused to sign. Instead, he locked himself inside the Vatican Palace, calling himself a prisoner of the Vatican. Pius cautioned against modernism in his encyclical Quanta Cura, and most especially in his famous syllabus of errors. Though caught in the center of political firestorms, Pius lived a holy life and was beloved outside of Italy. This has been a Papal Minute. Catholic Community Radio is underwritten by Avery Brothers. Avery Brothers is an industry leader in foundation repair, specializing in the raising of homes, shoring, leveling, and foundation repair. Avery Brothers has been serving the New Orleans area since 1840. That's over 175 years. Call us at 504-488-2671 or on the web at averybrothers.com. Has your coffee become lukewarm? Well, for about a dollar a day, you can crank up the heat with the Catholic Community Media Coffee Club. As a member, you'll get a stainless steel insulated tumbler that keeps your coffee piping hot. But even better, you'll help us spread the good news like wildfire all along the Gulf Coast with content from EWTN, Ave Maria Radio, and our own original content. Don't settle for lukewarm. Help us set the world on fire. Visit joincoffeeclub.com. me it is oh oh 48 (laughs) past the hour you're tuning your heart to the truth on wake up i'm david dawson i'm along with with gabby smith and damian Collado. hey guys Hey. Yeah, I know it was me. It, it happens a lot. I'm sitting here staring at the rundown for the show, and it's like, hey, we're going to interview David Dawson. It's like, well, then who's going to interview me? I guess I'm going to interview me. Uh, this ought to be interesting. Yeah. Good morning, David. How's it going? It's, it's going all right. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, today's Happy a very birthday, special Dave. day. Thank Let's you. start there. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, for, for the record, if you're just joining us uh, on, on the radio or turned on your TV and everything, it is not my birthday. It is Catholic Community Media's birthday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're 14 years old in Baton Rouge, 11 years old in New Orleans. And uh, it's, been, it's been an interesting, it's been interesting years. Y'all, it's 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 been amazing. It's it's uh, Our Lady, uh, born. Uh, we we were we were born on the feast day of the Immaculate Conception, and Our Lady has uh, wrapped us in her mantle and taken us on this journey. And she hasn't let us go yet. In fact, you know, uh, I always say, hold on to your drawers because uh, when you tell God yes, you know, he, he's we're going to run with it. So that's what's been going on here, and it's been uh, you. You well, guys Dave. have been amazing too. I think the 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 story of how Catholic Community Radio got started is actually quite phenomenal. Do you think you could tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, or tell yes. our listeners because not sure. a lot of people know about this amazing story. No, it it, it started in uh, well, you know, fourteen years ago, or, or a little more than that actually, because there was a lot of planning involved and such. But uh, uh, Johnny A. Bear, uh, my my dear friend, uh, we we attended mass together at, at various parishes and uh we were doing it again and uh it was a conversation it was a much a more fun story than that but uh it has to do with uh another ministry who doesn't like catholics and and johnny was trying to work with them and convince them in a loving way not convince them but to show them why we're catholic and why uh, we do what we do and uh we wound up getting together for coffee and donuts after mass one day and johnny said why don't we have catholic radio uh we don't have to argue with anybody we don't have to say what other faiths are doing wrong we don't do that we just let's just explain who we are because we are rich we got wonderful traditions there's so much history we are we believe we are the one true church so let's let's just let's just roll with that and i said yeah okay i'm with you what do we do Johnny said, of course, I, I mean, he, he doesn't know. I didn't know. And so uh, he, he had another friend that uh, he was, had, had worked with in the past uh, over other ministries and such, uh, Mike Norwood. And Mike Norwood worked for, at the time, Damien Clear Channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mike and I and Johnny got together, and this took months and months of just continually trying to get on the air, which was darn near impossible. We wound up buying time on a local radio station, well, in Donaldsonville. The signal barely made it into Baton Rouge, you know, but it, but it, but it, covered, a, it covered a pretty pretty good area. And we bought some time. We bought mm-hmm. a couple of hours. And then eventually that grew into four hours. And then the manager uh, eventually was leaving town. One thing led to another. He was trying to train somebody else. Now, look, I've got a full-time job. I, I'm a, I had a legal clerical business, and so I was always in my car going, you know, to and from attorney's office and the courthouse and such, just just doing what a paralegal would do. And um, meanwhile, uh, this this manager calls up and says, you know, you, you've been you've been buying time, you've been you've got some quality programming here and everything. How would you like to run a radio station? And I said, of course which I don't know where that came from <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because I, I went home and, and told my beautiful wife and she said, of course. 
So, I mean, she was very excited, and uh, I went and threw up. I mean, I was scared to death. I don't know where that came from. But uh, uh, I had to tell. I had to tell all my clients, you know, and I had been in business for years that, I, that uh, I'm, I'm taking another direction. And wound up running a little station in Donaldsonville that was, that was broken. Uh, it had a lot wrong with it, and uh, it just took a lot to kind of rebuild it, get it back going. I had 10 days of training. This is God's work, y'all. I mean, because it, it darn sure isn't me. But I had 10 days of training, and then just to keep it alive, I guess, was a baptism by fire, you know. And so it, it, it grew from there. Uh, a hurricane had taken us uh, off the air, all the radio stations in the area off the air. Well, in a nutshell, one thing led to another, and Our Lady guided us to WPYR in Baton Rouge. And that was quite by accident, because I was actually praying for another radio station mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge that was off the air that I, that I was hoping to just purchase and put back on the air. And uh, I, I was told, take a miraculous metal and go to the towers, go to the transmitter, plant the miraculous metal there and pray. Because that's what Mother Teresa would do. And a lot of times, you know, Mary would follow through. So I, I had no idea where this was. My good friend Mike Norwood, who worked for Clear Channel, said, oh, you go, you go across the Mississippi River Bridge, you go through Port Allen, you go down about a mile, you take a left, you plant, I mean, you know, and, and so I did, and there were the towers, You'll and I planted, the towers, yeah. yes, I planted the metal, I prayed. The other station still was not available. Suddenly, this station became available, and they sent me a picture of where the transmitter was located. And it was like, no, that's the other station. And they wrote back saying, no, the other station's a mile up the road. I prayed at the wrong transmitter site, which was this station, which got us on the air. Uh, It was a lot cheaper. It was already on the (laughs) air, and we were able to get going. I can tell you all the same thing happened with WQNO in New Orleans. I mean, I planted the metal there, (laughs) but one thing led to another, and uh, we were bidding for it. And the way it worked... Uh, we got that one too, y'all. That's just some the of the stories. The old WTIX. Yes, the old. That's W-T-I-X. right. We grew up listening to Skinny Tommy Cheney and everybody else over there at the time. Now the, it's a Catholic radio station. That's right. The Mighty Six Ninety. Now the Almighty Six Ninety. Amen. So, yeah. So the guys, I mean, that was that's just some of it. Uh, you know, we have we have a little device in our uh, lobby uh, that's an MP3 player. It's about the size of a matchbox. That's right? our mustard seed. That's yep. our mustard seed. We we uh, hooked that up to the trans. Bitter, uh, right when we got WPYR, we hooked that up and it played Advent music and Jeff Blackwell sang, you know, our station ID. And that lasted for about three weeks. Then we got EWTN. Here we are. Amazing. Teamed up with them. <laughs> and now we're moving forward. That's right. Streaming all around the world. All around the world. We're on yeah. TV. We're on video. And I, I think we're just getting started, y'all. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And we're just getting started, but we also are going to have to wrap up the show for I this know, morning. I know. So, <laughs> so, so pray for us, Damien. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'll, we're going to all ask that the Blessed Mother pray for us and continue our growth and uh, spreading the Word of God all throughout South Louisiana as well as the Gulf Coast and the United States. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O most holy virgin, immaculate in body and spirit, look kindly on us as we implore your powerful intercession. O Mary, mother of Jesus and our mother, you intercede for us with your son. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to you. 
Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Dave, for sharing that story. Um, it's just such a beautiful story, and it's because of listeners and viewers who are watching us right now. Absolutely. The reason why we are celebrating 11 and 14 years of being here. And, so thank you so much to all those started, who support us. Yeah, we're just getting started. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We'll catch you back here Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. We have another full show. Jacob Zumo, Catholic artist, joins us to talk about an upcoming gallery event. Alan Migliorato will talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. Dr. Tina Holland will give us a brand new update from Baton Rouge. And Eileen Harbison with the Cynical on the Lake will talk about some retreats coming up. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.